Lord God, thank you so much for this privilege of gathering as your people. Thank you, God, for hearing our declaration today. That not just as individuals, but as a community, we have decided to follow Jesus. And in saying yes to you, God, we, we necessarily have to say no to some other things. And so, God, we seek you first. We put you above all things. And God, every day and over and over again throughout the day, we say yes to your will and your way. And so, God, thank you for this privilege of worshiping as a believing community. From many different backgrounds and many different walks of life, you have seen fit to draw us together here in this place at this time, and we say thank you. So now, Father, as we open your word and look together at what you have to say to us today, we pray, God, that you would be glorified above all things. Thank you, Lord, that we are not alone, that you've given us each other, you've given us your spirit, and that you visit with us. You dwell with your people. Father, we love you, and we're grateful to know that you first loved us. Be with us now, and in Jesus' name we pray. All God's people say together, amen. 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 Good morning again, Sanctuary. It is an honor and a privilege to have a couple minutes today to to share with you in this uh, sermonic moment um, I, I promise that this will be a more Lutheran message today uh, so that we <laughs> can still uh, get home. Some of us have some sleep that we put on pause uh, to get here, uh, but we, we certainly are grateful for the opportunity to be able to worship together on the first day of 2023. Wow. Wow. I can certainly remember being a kid, and it seemed like a year was the longest time in the world. Like, it took forever for a year to pass. And as I get older and older, these years pass by faster and faster, it seems. Time is not waiting on us at all. But we're certainly grateful to be able to celebrate the fact, as, as my grandmother used to say, that we done passed over into a new year. Amen. Amen. 2023 was not promised to us. And in fact, many who began 2022 with us, there are many who are not here today. And so we thank God for sparing our lives and allowing us, for whatever reason he saw fit, to allow us to continue to live on, to continue to tell, to experience his goodness and tell others about that goodness as well. And so we, we are excited today to kick off a new series for this month of prayer, and we're calling it Pick Up the Phone. Pick up the phone. It is a series on prayer. And I was reflecting on phones a bit as we were preparing for this series. And I realized that a lot of these kids, I'm of the age now where I can say these young kids, um, young young people really have been uh, deprived of some privileges in, in their life. If you've never used a rotary phone, you've missed something. You've missed the privilege of, of having, it takes about two minutes to make a call on a rotary phone. You, you miss that. You, you miss being able to hang up on somebody 
in, a, in an emphatic way. That was the way to tell them that you were not pleased with the conversation. They'd still be talking to you, click, click. Young folks don't know anything about that. Like, they got to snap it closed or press a button. How, how do you let somebody know that you are not pleased in the conversation now? What, an emoji? Like, hang up and then send them an angry face emoji? Is that? Phones have changed quite a bit. But I'm excited today that we get this privilege to think about prayer. And the fact is that prayer has not changed in the same ways that our phones have. Prayer continues to be a consistent way of us connecting to God. And so we're going to use the next uh, four weeks. Uh, we're going to hit pause on our church anniversary weekend, and then we'll finish up our series on the last Sunday of this month, this series that we're calling Pick Up the Phone. Church, this, this fall, I, I picked up a really bad habit of leaving my wallet at home. Over and over again, it just started somewhere around September, I, I, I get to the point in a day, I'd reach for my wallet, and I realized that I'd gone all day, and I didn't have my wallet. And it was confusing at first, until I began to realize the reason behind it. As the weather changed a little bit, I'd begun a bad habit of coming into the house and hanging my keys near the back door. You see, for, for many years, my normal practice had been to come home and to take my keys and my wallet and place both of them in a drawer, and there they sat until the next morning. But when the weather began to change, I began to change that routine. And so I would come home in the evening, I would take off my coat, and I would place it on a hook near that back door, and then for some reason I began to hang my keys next to that coat. And then I would walk over and put my wallet in the drawer where it would normally be. My kids like to see if I have cash in my wallet. And so I try to keep my wallet out of view. <laughs> this was not a big problem except for the fact that each morning when I got my girls on the bus, they were off to school. I'd go ahead and grab my bag, put my coat on, grab those keys hanging right next to the coat there, and then hand, head out the back door. But at some point in the day, I needed my wallet, and I would reach for it, and I realized I'd left my wallet at home. And, and I did this probably 10 to 15 times over the course of a few weeks. And it was frustrating, and it was annoying. There was a point during the fall where my family took a trip to the North Shore to a place called Two Harbors that's just a little bit uh, past Duluth. And we were going to be there for a few days, and we were driving up to Two Harbors, and we stopped for gas, and I got out the car, and, and I began to put in the gas, and I reached for my wallet to start pumping the gas, and I realized that I'd driven from Minneapolis to almost Duluth, and I did not have my wallet. I was frustrated. I was a little bit afraid because driving while black in Minnesota, and I realized I had gone that far for that long, and I had not grabbed my wallet. Friends, I, I want to encourage you today, using my wallet shortcomings 
what I like to call wallet gate. I want to encourage you, in the words of a certain financial company, that where your prayer life is concerned, don't leave home without it. When it comes to your prayer life, be better than I am with my wallet. Don't leave home without it. In this series, throughout this month, we're going to try to encourage you and remind you that prayer is more necessary than you can ever imagine. And at the very same time, prayer is more accessible to you than perhaps you ever knew. Prayer is more necessary than you can ever imagine. For us, as followers of Jesus, prayer is a must. When it comes to following Jesus, there are few things that are more fundamental to our faith than prayer. A Christian should say little and do even less until he or she has spent considerable time in conversation with God through prayer. You see, brothers and sisters, prayer connects us to God. Prayer allows us to fellowship and commune with God. Prayer equips us to live as God's witnesses in the world. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 through 20 reminds us that we are ambassadors for Christ. We, we are God's ambassadors in the world. We are not only the sons and daughters of God, we are God's representatives in the world. We walk into any situation and any space, and our lives are like a great big banner, a great big flag that says, this is who God is. That's, that's our witness in the world. But you cannot accurately represent someone that you do not know. Have you ever tried to, like, introduce a friend to somebody and you couldn't remember the other person's name? Like, it's, it's the worst, one of the worst feelings in the world. You can't represent God in the world if you do not know God. And so as the sons and daughters of God, as his ambassadors, we are encouraged, as the scriptures say, to pray without ceasing because in prayer... We connect directly to God. For us who claim faith in Jesus, prayer is air. This practice of praying is as necessary to us spiritually as breathing is to us naturally. Have you ever seen a kid, maybe it's just my kids, maybe this is just my testimony today, a kid who goes to the grocery store with their parents, and these stores set us up, right? They, they put all the stuff that we've told them no to up and down the aisles. They, they put a, a quicker version of it, a smaller version, right next to the checkout. And there's one final confrontation before you can get outside the store. And, and I can remember a time seeing a kid try to get candy, leaving a certain bullseye-themed store here in the Twin Cities. And... and the kid's mom said no, and the kid decided, you won't give me candy. I'm going to hold my breath. Oop. The kid refused to breathe because his parent would not give him what he wanted in that checkout line. Can you imagine? Can, can, can you just see the ridiculousness of saying, I won't breathe if you don't give me this sugar? 
our, our desire, our attempt to live our lives without prayer is just as ridiculous. God has given us prayer as a gift. And when we neglect to pray, we are saying, I don't need prayer and I don't need air. Prayer is as necessary to us spiritually as breathing is to us naturally. It is essential for our spiritual growth, and it is fundamental as we strive to represent Jesus in our homes, on our jobs, and elsewhere in the world. When we kneel before God in prayer, it makes it possible for us to stand before others in his name. Christians need prayer. Prayer is more necessary for us than we can imagine, and prayer is more accessible to us than perhaps you ever realized. So so you hear that prayer is important. If you're like me, your mind first goes to, but how do I do it? Because the fact is, most of us don't pray because it's not that we don't think it's important. We don't pray because perhaps we've never been taught how to pray. And I want to offer two very simple encouragements to us about our prayer life today. And then I actually want to lead us in a time of prayer. When it comes to praying, prayer is more accessible to you than you perhaps ever thought. And so I want to encourage you today, don't overthink it, just begin. When it comes to praying, don't overthink it, just begin. And perhaps you're here today and you're beginning again. Like maybe one of your resolutions from last year was to pray more intentionally and more consistently. And here you are at the start of 2023, and it's right back on the list because you actually didn't figure out how to do it in 2022. If that's you, don't worry. Don't overthink it. Just begin again. I've shared with, our, with the church a couple of times that prior to dating my wife and then marrying her, I didn't have a ton of relationships. I didn't have a lot of experience in dating, but, but there was a young lady I dated right before Shaniqua and I met, right before we met, no crossover, <laughs> n- none of that, no crossover at all. She attended a different university than I did, and so for the sake of nurturing our relationship, we had to talk on the phone all the time, and I hate talking on the phone. I hate talking on the phone. This is not a message to any of you who like to call me. This, but I just don't enjoy it. And I enjoyed it even less back then. And so this was my girlfriend. We had to talk on the phone, but I hated it. And so I would stress over it. And so my way of dealing with that stress was I would rehearse the conversation before I called her. This is like, I promise to God, this is not like preacher hyperbole. This is what I would do. I would rehearse the conversation before I called her. I'm going to call. Hopefully she picks up. It would mess up everything if she didn't pick up and then had to call me back. And then I have to have another scenario. I would call. I'd say, hello. She would say, hello. I would say, how was your day? And she would take off talking for a long time. That's what I was hoping would happen in those conversations. And I, I, would, I would practice those calls. Not once a month. Every day I would try to imagine how this call was going to go. And it was the most stressful thing in the world. It, it was a relief when I called and she didn't pick up and then didn't call me back. 
That's why that relationship didn't last. <laughs> Many of us approach prayer the same way. We, we, we spend so much time wondering, how do I start it? What are the right words to say? What are the, the, the right platitudes that I need to front load this message with? Perhaps you grew up in a church like I did. There was a deacon in our church growing up, Deacon William Green. He, he prayed the exact same prayer every Sunday in church. And as kids, we memorized his prayer. It was about three to four minutes of, of platitudes at the beginning, and we learned all of them. And then he would ask for a few things. And then he would just get the shouting at the end, and eventually he would tail off. That, that was his prayer. And, and for, for some of us, if we've grown up in church, we, we've learned a formula for prayer. And the thing that keeps us from actually praying consistently and effectively is that we feel like if I can't perfect that formula, perhaps I can't pray. The encouragement today is... God doesn't care how you start. God cares about your heart in prayer. God cares about your posture in prayer. God cares about the fact that you are praying. In fact, I, I believe biblically that God is already speaking to us, and our prayer is not us reaching out to God. Our prayer is us picking up the phone and responding to the fact that God's already been speaking to us. Pick up the phone. Just, just, just start. Perhaps it will sound terrible as you pray. P perhaps you can't actually get words to come out of your mouth when you pray. Maybe you need to start by writing down your prayers. But whatever it takes, don't overthink it. Just begin. There is no perfect place to pray. There is no perfect time to pray. There are no magic words that make your prayer better than the prayers of the person sitting next to you. Don't overthink it. Just begin. Second encouragement today around prayer is this. I want you to see prayer as your birthright, as your privilege, as something that has been given to you. That when you come to believe on Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are blessed with a number of things. The Holy Spirit, you are blessed with the gift of prayer. You are blessed with the opportunity to speak to a God who is already speaking to you. And prayer is the great equalizer of the church. It does not matter if you are a new believer or a mature Christian. Prayer is a gift that has been given to you, sanctuary. It does not matter whether you are an adult or a child. Prayer is a gift that has been given to you. It does not matter whether you are rich or poor. Prayer is a gift that has been given to you. It does not matter if you are educated or not, whether your subjects and your verbs agree or not. Prayer is a gift that has been given to you. And when you pray... You are given audience with the king of all kings. A few years ago during the Obama administration, there, there was a great stir up because they, they did their visit uh, with the, the, the queen of England at the time. 
And there was a, a great controversy because Michelle Obama, First Lady Obama, uh, she, she did not do her curtsies the right way. And then she made the mistake, according to protocol, of touching the queen in one of their pictures. I want to encourage you today that when you pray, the actual king doesn't care about the formalities. He just wants you to pray. He just wants you to pray. The God of all creation gives you audience. That audience is yours through prayer. And God is pleased to dwell with us sanctuary when we pray. There is an open invitation to pray. There is no special reservation required when we pray. All we have to do is open our mouths or grab that pen or take that walk and open your heart and speak to God when we pray. And here's the final thing I want to say before I invite us into a moment of prayer. Things happen when we pray. Prayer is not just not an empty exercise. Things happen when we pray. Prayer changes us and prayer changes our situation. When we pray, we grow in faith as we learn to spend time with God. When we pray, we experience far greater peace as we spend time with the God of all creation and we learn to cast our cares on this Father who cares for us. When we pray, God reveals more of God's self to us in prayer. The prize of prayer is not stuff. The prize of prayer is the face of God. That, that we get to experience God when we pray. God reveals more and more of God's self to us when we pray. When we pray, our heart becomes more like God's heart. When we pray, our mind becomes more like God's mind. When we pray, our decisions become different. Our vision becomes more clear. Our ability to love and forgive grows deeper when we pray. So Sanctuary family, here at the beginning of the new year, as you are resolving to do more of this or more of that, as you are preparing to make critical decisions that affect you and your family and those around you this year and in many years to come, as we as a church discern how we faithfully lean into our mission, our vision, and our purpose, the invitation for us over these next few weeks in this series is to pick up the phone, to pray, to speak to God, and to allow God to speak to us. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Friends, it is, it's one thing to talk about prayer. It's a very different thing to pray together. And so I, I want to invite us in this moment into a time of prayer as a church body. 
Somebody's saying, Pastor, I didn't come here for that. This is church. This is a prayer meeting. Whether you're in person in this room or watching online, I want to invite us over the next few minutes to find ourselves in a posture of prayer. Perhaps you're wanting to pray right there at your seat. And perhaps prayer for you is silent prayer. I want to invite you in this moment to pray. Perhaps you you feel a call today to pray with somebody. I want to encourage you and invite you, if you feel led to do so, to turn to the person sitting next to you and ask them, can we pray together? Perhaps for you, prayer looks like writing in a journal. We, We want to invite you either if you have paper and pen to write a prayer. Sometimes I, I like to pull out my phone and just type prayers there. We want to invite you in this moment to do that. Maybe, maybe for you, you've never really learned the words that should be included in a prayer. I want to invite you to grab your Bible and turn to the Psalms. Praying through the Psalms is a, a great way of beginning our prayer journey. There are a number of prayers throughout the Psalms as David and others pour out their heart to God. Maybe you just need to, for this time, to read somebody else's prayer. We invite you to do that. However you want to pray today, we invite you in this moment to let's pray together. Perhaps You just want to sit and listen. Maybe God is speaking to you right now. You don't have anything to take to God. You don't have a laundry list of things you want to give to God. Maybe you just want to take advantage of this space to listen for God's voice. Take just a couple minutes and pray together. Father, thank you for this space. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this invitation to pray. Father, hear the voices of your people. Attune your ear to the hearts of your people. Meet us in this moment. Speak, Father, for your children are listening right now.